there is nothing wrong with your internet, do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 13 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 12 of The Magician. (laughs) These were amazing. We don't have any extra news today. No. But but that's because so many things have been happening this week. Yeah. We had Winona Earp start. We have magicians coming to the grand finale next episode, but it is getting insane. Yes. For the penultimate episode of The Magician season one, they did a whole lot of stuff in this episode. Yes. We had Dead 7 happen. Now, did you get to watch that, Steve? I caught probably saying, are you the last 10 minutes it? where they all died. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> but did they sing and die? No, but... <laughs> no singing? After the At the end, you heard them singing. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if it's good or bad. Uh, let me see. What else happened? We have Hunters coming out shortly. We yes. have 12 Monkeys coming back. Sci-Fi is really bringing it. It's insane. So while we don't have news for this episode, we have insanity happening over at Sci-Fi. Always make sure you check out Sci-Fi.com and check out their lineup, all the storyboards that they have or different ways to connect through their different shows. It's amazing. And uh I don't know if we mentioned, which I know we did online, but The Expanse is now out on Blu-ray. Yes, so it is. If you're looking for that, just head over to fangirlzone.com and click the Amazon link. It takes you through, lets you buy it, and there's all sorts of stuff coming out. Amazing things you yes. can find. And Childhood's Ends out on DVD, as a matter of fact. Is it? I did yes. not realize that had come out, too. Yes. Amazing show. And if you want to buy the book so you figure, you know, you can follow along and know what happened, I recommend that, too. All right. Let's jump into episode 12 of Magician. All Go right. Ahead, Titled 39 Graves. Allison Quinton fight following his infidelity. Oh, really? And she sleeps with Penny as revenge. Damn, Penny. <laughs> Quentin, Alice, Penny, Elliot, and Margot travel to the Netherlands where they are ambushed and Quentin falls back to Earth. The others hide in the library until Elliot gets, gets them kicked out, after which they find Josh Hoberman, a member of the missing class from Breakbills, who leads the rest to the fountain that leads to Fillory. Meanwhile on Earth, Quentin talks to Dean Fogg, who reveals to him that Eliza was Jan- Jane Chatwin and that she has been using an enchanted watch given to her by Ember to create a time loop and attempt different ways of killing the beast. After 39 failures in which Quentin had died, this time she changed the starting circumstances by making Julia be rejected from bait break bills so that she would learn magic by herself. Quentin finds Julia, tells her this, and they find a way into Fillory, where they are 70 years early. This was nuts. So many things happened. I don't even know where to start. So where where do you want to start first, Steve? Well, let's get the, uh, shall we call it the unnecessary drama out of the way? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because Penny comes in. Now, Penny is 
as we all know, not one of the physical kids. So he's not in that, I want to say dorm, but it's not really a dorm. It's not in that house. So he doesn't know everything that happened. No. While he hangs out there a lot, he wasn't privy to the after spellcasting drama. Right. And again, I mean, we're finding out more information that that it did happen. What we thought happened did happen. Right. But still, um, I'm sorry. And this still sounds bad to me. But Alice does not know for sure what happened. She is still just assuming. Right. Yeah. Now she they- finds them all in bed together. She assumes the worst. Right. Now, I guess as it goes, because Quentin is ticked off, Margo's like, you have no reason to be mad at me. You're welcome. And I had a flashback to Julia, by the way, with that. And <laughs> you have Elliot, who is still so freaking out of it. And he's just like, he can be mad. And she's like, no, he can't. And then, of course, you know, Margo's angry. Alice is angry. And Alice is breaking off everything with Quentin. And like you said, ends up having revenge sex with Penny. Right. Because she tries getting drunk and I don't know what she was drinking. But it was bad, whatever it was. Yeah. But I thought that it was kind of... Like, sounded to me like uh, today's Mad Dog 2020 or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think what that crappy was. Crappy stuff I've really tried to drink when I was yeah. younger. And I can't remember because I didn't drink it. I'm like, I want to keep my eyesight. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a little shitty of Penny, though. Oh, absolutely. He definitely took advantage of the situation. But at the same time, he's just like, eh, whatever. Because later on, there was like, you know, Alice being all weird about it because casual sex is not her thing. Right. And Penny's just like, whatever, we're friends. Not a big deal. And she seemed to look at him like he had grown multiple heads. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, apparently this is Penny's thing. You know, whatever. But it, it was kind of weird that Alice would go ahead and do this. And, um... Oh, how do I say this? Alice was able to find her voice, apparently, with Penny, which was something that she was only able to do with Quentin when they did the the spell to get Penny back. Right. So that was kind of interesting. Obviously, we're not seeing it, thankfully. We just kind of hear it the same way poor Quentin does. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I felt horrible for Quentin. He was so, it was so sad. Poor Q. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was real hard to try to get a grasp on who was right, who was wrong. You know, yeah, you kind of felt like Alice overreacted, even if what she thought happened did happen, knowing her parents like we do now. Right. And yeah, Quentin overreacted trying to say that Margot and Elliot ruined his life. Get over it. See, Elliot was rolling with it because I think Elliot was just like, you know what? This isn't something that he's used to either. Talking about like Quentin. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was just Margot that was really had the problem. But I mean, I don't know. That was a bit of a a jump for Alice to all of a sudden go from, I don't really have sex and any of this to, bam, I'm going to go ahead and have have a go with Penny and not care what happens. Because even when she's confronted later and Q's like, I didn't think you had it in you. And she's like, you're one to talk. And he's like, what I did happen when I was drunk and we had the overload of emotions and you just did it sober and because you felt like it. And I was like, whoa, that's rough. But at the same time. You can understand that is how people feel. I get it. But wow. Yeah. And then after, you know, finding out, hearing Penny and Alice have sex when she comes downstairs, of course, he's got to pop off and say something about it, which didn't help the situation. You know, just shut up. (laughs) 
Right. But they all decide to use the little bottles so that they can do the uh, the fighting spells. Right. The battle spells. Except P- Penny. Penny did not use his bottle. I think Penny's been able to really quickly center himself. Right. And so that's why he hasn't had to, which, I mean, we find out he is able to use battle magic. But now this is what is kind of worrying me, because Katie does say at one point that you can use battle magic if you're not really well trained if in heightened emotional states. Right. Well, when they end up using, when Penny ends up using it, he's freaked out because they're going to die. They can possibly die. Yeah. Oh, absolutely and so could. he's obviously not centered and that i think is the heightened emotional state and we don't know what happens to him because we haven't seen after that to see what kind of effect that has on him so that's something to come and i know i'm jumping around again and i'm sorry people (laughs) i get excited with certain things yeah no we're kind of following our uh, little outline (laughs) here because we are talking about the group once they do get to the nether netherlands Uh, of course mothra has already got his people waiting for them to arrive and Mothra. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? This is kind of interesting, and I want to ask you this. Since those people are there, do you think it's A, because it's just something that he's been waiting to have happen, that people are going to come for him, or B, he's done a probability spell himself to see what all the outcomes are? Oh, I'm sure he's done probability spells Hmm, to figure out, you know, when they're actually showing up, because I think he would have known if Penny would have taken himself out like he was trying to get him to. Yeah, because I didn't notice that patch on Penny's head. No, I didn't need on the back of his neck. No, I didn't notice it either. So maybe he took it off and he's trying to build up or they just at the same time, I don't remember them really showing the back of his head. No. So we're kind of iffy into if he has it or not. Right. Okay. Well, when they get to the Netherlands and everybody's jumping out of the pool fountain, the one bad guy, I guess is what we're going to call them. She says Quentin's name. Yes. And what does she say? What are you doing here? Or why are you here? We've been expecting you and then pushes him right back into the fountain. Which makes me think that he is super, super necessary for these plans to work. Oh, absolutely. He is the key, unfortunately. And and was it that nobody noticed right away or they were just all running and couldn't do anything? Yeah, I think they were all getting out of there and hadn't realized that Quentin wasn't right behind him until it was too late. Very interesting. And of course, like you said earlier, they end up in the library to try to find a safe place. And the librarian is really iffy on if she's going to let them stay. Right. No food, no drink. (laughs) And with that, she takes away their little emotion bottles, which I freaked out because I'm like, what happens if they don't get that their emotions back? Or right. what if they get the wrong emotions? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Not that it would automatically go back to them. She's just like, poof, breaks them. Okay, guys, you're on your own. Damn it, get really Janet. Bad. I freaked out. <laughs> you know, if you are this librarian and you're there with the stories of everybody's lives, you know why they're using that. So I don't understand why she would break them. That just seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> Unless there's just other ways, and she knows that if she takes it, it pushes them to the other ways that they can do what they need to do, and it's more effective. Right. So do you think she's helping or hindering? Oh, I definitely think it was a help. Hmm. Although Margo was pretty funny. You know, just because of the, the... 
the comment about the raw, a raw emotional state. Well, they weren't going to be in a raw emotional state if they didn't have their emotions. Okay. So I and think, how she does you know, when they that. get more, you know, when they get into a situation where they are afraid to die, battle magic will be a whole lot stronger than they're sitting there all kind of calm zen and <laughs> oh yes i gotcha <laughs> and they're and gonna need was... that you know i said that last episode was what we've seen so far they ain't got enough battle magic to d- defeat the beast but right after what, what... we saw this episode mm, getting I think better yeah i, say, I <laughs> definitely think they're moving on up uh, and i thought it was interesting too that you know, Penny is looking at all these books, not his own. And the librarian apparently has been there like for an extended period of time. She's like, oh, these are so beautiful. These are my travelers. And I've never been to any of these places. But she does say, if you survive, you'll make a great traveler or you'll be one of the best or something. It was right. It was real ominous. And I thought it was kind of strange that she would say it like that. So in these books of people's lives, is it almost like a choose your own adventure where, well, if he survives past this point, Turn to page, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know, I didn't quite get that. Well, because it's all magic. Think about once upon a time. Mm. There's pages that are probably blank. Okay. And get written as the story goes along. You know, you can't have your story written until you've lived your life. Yeah, but she says people have read it and skipped to the end and they don't like the final page. Right. (laughs) So I was wondering, again, with these books, if it has something to do with the time loop. Like, are all the different versions of what has happened so far in those books then? Mm, That's quite possible. Because she seems to really know who Penny is. Right. What he does. Dean Fogg knows what's going on. Yeah, he's able to sense the time loop. He can't do anything about it, but he knows it's happening. And he (laughs) knows. What good are you? Right, but he knows everything that he's told Quentin, and he knows he's talked to them thirty nine other times. And that's why it makes me wonder if in those pages, it's almost like, well, in time loop one, this has happened. In two, and I'm like really wondering how this all works out. And if that's the case, if she has Julia's story with all the different things that have happened. Interesting things. Yeah. Okay. So Margot, Penny, Elliot, and Alice end up getting booted from the library. Just because Elliot finds the book on Mike and reads it and ends up throwing it in the trash can and setting it on fire. And that's going to tick off the librarian for real. Yeah, that's a no-no. You don't destroy the books. Those are lives. <laughs> right. So they get booted out, but on their way to try to get back to, was it supposed to be Fillory or was it supposed to be the Earth Fountain? Yeah, they had no clue which fountain led to Fillory. So they okay. were just trying to, yeah, get back to the Earth Fountain. and. Okay, well, they find a guy, Josh Hoberman, who I love that he's the part of the missing class. And he's just, I can't say it. Come with me if you want to live. (laughs) And he, you know, he he takes them to like his little hideaway, tells them how the whole class got there, what the deal was, and how the one girl, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name. She was the traveler with his class. Right. That she took him there and she set him up. Now, set set him up in that place to survive. But I thought it was from the flashback, I could have sworn it was that librarian. But obviously, if it's the traveler, it's not the librarian. Right. But he's also been able to grow fruits and vegetables. Yeah. 
And uh, everything's a little weird there, though. And he doesn't exactly realize how long he's been there. Because he said he was there for, what, he said it specifically, like three months or something, six months. And they're like, dude, you've been gone like years. Right. Some more timey-wimey. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, you have the weird fruit. Like, the one thing tasted like pizza. But it looked like an orange or a lime or something. And he's like, but stay away from the carrots or psychedelic. And right there, I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Because Elliot is self-medicating any way possible. And his flask was taken away in the library. Right. So I just knew things were going to go really bad. And it kind of did. Because Margo's like, okay, listen. I'm sorry. Not Margo. Alice. She can bend light. She's figured out a way to hide in plain sight. Yeah, after Penny basically has to slap her around and say, quit panicking, think. (laughs) Which she needed. Yes. Absolutely. She needed somebody to say, quit acting this way. You're smarter than that. Figure it out. Right. And, well, she does. And finally. Except Elliot screws it up again. Because he took one of the carrots. (laughs) It would have been so much better had the guy just said, like, stay away from the carrots. They're not great. Something. I don't know. That was bad. So he's trying to take them to the Fillory Fountain. And there's a lot of people hanging out at the Fillory Fountain and around there trying to guard. So as they're going and Alice has all of them close so she can bend the light around them to shield them. All of a sudden, Elliot starts tripping. (laughs) (laughs) And he just stops. And, like, Alice's power can't help because he stopped moving and was away from it. So, like, right. the shield disappeared. And next thing you know, somebody tries to attack him and freaked me out because he's just looking like, hey, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> he's so out of it, he can't even defend <laughs> himself. And then you hear a gunshot and go, all right, what the is going yeah. on here? Yeah, and I love it. Everybody turns and the camera turns and it's Margot. And all of a sudden she's like, yes, I brought a, a gun. <laughs> and I don't think anybody knew what the heck to say. No. <laughs> But they see all the bad guys coming and they take off running and they get Elliot to move his butt. And Penny kind of gets cut off. And this is where I said, you know, he he gets cut off. And this this woman who's going to shoot some battle magic at him, he does something else and he ends up killing her. Which this is where I wonder what's going to happen to him and if he's going to have some kind of issue, like mentally, almost like a breakdown or something. So I'm wondering what we're going to see in regards to that. Right. So what do you think on that front? Yeah, that's a little tough to handle. <laughs> I'm just wondering, or if you think it's Margot's going to be like, she was going to kill you. You don't understand. I would understand. think so. I mean, really. I mean, they were all about to be killed. And if it wasn't for Penny and Margot, well, and, and even Alice took down one. So the only one who didn't step up was Elliot. And that's because he was all drugged out. <laughs> right. I guess we'll see probably in this next episode, which is the finale, what's going to happen to them. For so We'll see. Uh, but we're moving on to Quentin and Julia. Yes. So a lot of stuff happened, apparently, between the last episode and this. <laughs> they contacted the goddess. Yes. And she answered them. Yes, she did. Quentin goes to Julia and, and she tells him everything. They apologize to each other and, cause he tells them there's a time loop and you've been at break bills every time and this is the first time you haven't and this might be what it takes. Yada, yada. And then she's telling him all about the goddess. And I'm wondering if the goddess, because if she didn't ever meet up with those people, they would have never tried to, you know, contact this goddess or wouldn't have been answered. So I'm wondering if the goddess gave her some kind of mission, if maybe it has something to do with defeating the beast. Because I'm guessing she probably 
knows what happened with the time loop as well. Uh, You would think the goddess would know about it, yes. And from what Julia said, that magic is supposed to help people, I think that's what she's going to do. She's going to be there to help Quentin. You mean Julia or the goddess? Julia. All because of the goddess. Right. So it's kind of interesting, and I'm hoping that that's what what we're getting to. Because Julia already did help, though, in this episode. Oh, yeah. She came up with the uh, way to get to uh, 1946 Britain. (laughs) Right, because Quentin figures out or remembers that um, there was some character in Fillory that was able to move Jane through time. Right. And so he figures there's got to be time magic. Mm -hmm. They did learn through Julia that it exists because, let me see, the other people of the hedge either went back in time or were healed. And Katie's off on a mission, which kind of worries me that she's not around, especially going into this finale and going into Fillory. Like, I kind of want her there because she knows what she's doing with battle magic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Julia figures out the information because they, they go to break bills. And again, Julia ends up taking the alumni key to get in because otherwise there was no way for her to get in. Right. And Quentin and her figure out how to get back in time. Very interesting how they do it. And they end up following Jane Chatwick into a a phone phone booth. booth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know how bad I wanted it to be blue? Uh Yes. I'm like, come on. I just want to see the doctor's hand. (laughs) Exactly. (sighs) Yeah, I'm having Doctor Who withdrawals in case you couldn't figure that out. (laughs) And they go in. But I have to ask you. Because you see them and it's not just like camera angle, like, okay, they're from away and you see them go in. I felt like somebody was watching them. Or was that just me? Like when they were going in, the angle, it it just seemed like it was somebody watching them. Yeah, it could have been. Because this was all supposed to be well before the beast created himself, right? You would think so. So, ah, I don't know. I'm freaked out. You know, I kind of rushed through this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What else do you want to cover for this episode? Because I feel like I zipped through everything and kind of bounced all around. I think we kind of touched base on all the major points. Um, It was kind of awesome the way, um, you know, when they do arrive in uh, back in time, you know, they hear the air air raid sirens going off and, oh, oh, we better get out of here. (laughs) Probably not the best place to be, yeah. I don't know. This These episodes have gotten more and more intense as the season has gone on. Absolutely have. And, and they really ramped it up with this episode. And they had to. You know, if they're yeah. going to, you know, we got the season finale coming up. And so they had to get the Scooby gang to Fillory. Now, of course, they aren't in the same time. So that may prove to be interesting. Well, but if they I'm follow wondering... Jane Chatwin in, maybe Jane will be the one that will get them to the proper time to meet up with the rest of the gang. Right. Well, I was thinking maybe this watch that has the time loop has, is going to somehow come into play and help them. That's very possible. I guess we'll see. All right. Well, I think we've covered everything for this episode then. I do too. <laughs> All right, everyone. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, on Google Play, on Podomatic, on Lisbon, on whatever you're hearing us on. Because <laughs> they were everywhere. Even if it's just on my website, fangirlzone.com. That's right. But it helps fans of the show find us. So make sure you tell all your friends and other fans that you know of. Uh, and we are super excited about this this show, even though it's coming to an end. And like I said previously, hopefully before uh, the next season starts, we'll be able to get at least one or two of the books read so we can talk about it a little bit. 
or have some people on who have read the book. So if you've read the book and you want to come on, we can talk about it in the middle between the seasons. So make sure you throw us an email at fangirlzone.com. I'm fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Check out fangirlzone.com. We're always going to be having, you know, a conversation open everywhere. So make sure you, you get a hold of us. And Steve, you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Oh, you can find me all over the place. I do Sleepy Hollow for goldenspiralmedia.com. I do Sports Night over on Hollow Nine. Uh, we also have an interview up with David Taylor II author and man of many talents that helped us out on Wayward Pines, which we are bringing over to the Hollow Nine Network. And I do the C word on Orphan Black. Uh, we're going to be doing, Karen and I will be doing Felix's Helixes over on Southgate Media <clears throat> for our Orphan Black. And <clears throat> come 2017, when we finally get a new episode of Doctor Who, Sean <laughs> and I, you can find us doing that over at the Pod Doctors. Yes, unless we actually try to whip up a, let's go back to the original and start watching some, but I don't know if I can do that. Some of those are really cheesy. <laughs> I own a lot, but a whole different world back then. <laughs> Anyway, all right, people, don't forget to check everything out. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangross. And I'm Steve. And until next time.